Hi, I'm Dustin. Hi, I'm Anna. And we are not qualified to investigate the paranormal, but we are more qualified than... Your dentist. Welcome, everyone. Either back or for the first time. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Uh, This is the podcast where we talk about a different paranormal phenomena or other type of story or something that might have a explanation beyond what current science can provide. I guess we should introduce ourselves mm-hmm, first, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, before we get into it, let's do a quick introduction of who we are. I'm Dustin. I'm Anna. I am I am your host and and my co-host here is Anna. I by trade I'm uh, in a very technical field that has to do a lot with electronics and a lot with uh, computers. Mm-hmm. Anna. And I am, by trade, a psychologist, specifically human services psychologist. My specialties are clinical psychology and behavioral medicine. We came to this because we like to talk to each other, and we like <laughs> to talk a lot, and we like in our in our private lives, and this theme of paranormal stuff comes up quite a lot and it's just something that we both are curious about bringing our respective professions to without assumption that those are the correct perspectives to have on it it's just how we see the world who we are yeah and it's hard because i love watching paranormal videos online like i watch youtube videos of like you know the latest paranormal uh, evidence of ghosts, evidence of hauntings, evidence of possession, that kind of stuff. I, I really, it's its just a weird guilty pleasure that I have. And I'd say 9.9 times out of 10, I can be like, N- no, <laughs> that's not a ghost. There's something else there. And I get, I get asked a lot. I get told a lot by people to like, kind of like, oh, you're, you're the kind of guy who if something happens, you can just explain it away. You can just explain it away. And I'm like, kind of like, if you mean I can come up with a really good scientific reason as to why something might have happened or maybe not even scientific just logical reason Mm -hmm. as to why something might have happened it's like all of a sudden i'm the guy in the room who's who's crazy (laughs) it's like so i don't think that's fair i don't think that's a fair assumption Mm -hmm. i uh i don't know it 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 is what it is right it's it's just one of those things that I, i do feel like a lot of the times and especially maybe especially like in the in the circles that that i might hang out in it's just uh i i'm the weirdo because i don't I don't necessarily jump to the conclusion that something was automatically paranormal. You know, I ask a little bit more questions and I'm not trying to say that anybody's lying or anything's false. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I think, I I think what I'm doing is following the scientific method of the first parts of it anyways, Mm -hmm. by asking follow on questions and and, and looking into things a little bit deeper than a lot of other people do. Yeah. You go, you go to what is, what's, what is observable? What's the possible Right. Tangible, physical, non-paranormal explanation first. And if you can, if you can't rule that out, then it, it seems like then you, you're kind of curious. That's maybe what keeps you in that hobby that yeah. I don't share. I don't share that hobby in, of watching YouTube channels <laughs> for ghost hunters. There are a and, few who do. No, <laughs> what I do share with you is a passion for, for science and the method that is science and also for understanding people. That's, that's what I bring to the table. Okay. Trying to understand people and and perception, cognition, what this thing we call reality that is totally subjective and this thing we call normal that is statistical. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm excited to bring some of that to it and see see what we come up with. Absolutely. And I'm not uh, I'm, I'm more of a, more of a technical engineer style in my professional life that's that's more of what I do I've I've worked in um you know I've I've created uh, different computer projects before I've written a lot of code uh, I've actually created hardware before so there's there's a lot that kind of goes into that and that's another thing that you see a lot of and we'll, and we'll get into this later on in the series I don't know how much we'll get into it this uh this week but how much people rely on electronics in order to detect ghost <laughs> <laughs> or detect some kind of otherworldly yeah. paranormal thing and how very normal it is for electronics to misbehave, quote unquote, or to not act the way that they were designed to act. Um, and there's lots of different reasons for that. Again, we'll get into that later on. But for now, I think that's a really good introduction to who we are, why we're doing what we're doing. So without further ado, let's talk about today's 
subject, which is black-eyed children. Which, by the way, <laughs> I don't recommend anybody Google black-eyed children because there's all kinds of results you get. Be very specific that you're talking about paranormal black-eyed children. <laughs> you get really depressed really quick otherwise. Yeah, I, I would Google children with black eyes, but... It's the same the thing. No, no, no. I tried it several okay. <laughs> ways, and either way, I was a creeper, and or not a creeper, but just really got really depressed at some yeah. point because I was like, "This is terrible." <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, the black-eyed children phenomena uh, is uh, the idea that there are, and 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 I've done a lot of research on this, but whatever uh, you define it as, it's usually beings that are perceived as children, human human children, humanoid children, have no pigmentation in their irises and also the whites of their eyes are also uh, black as well. So completely black eyes, like no black or no, no color anywhere in there. Black eyeballs. Right. Um, so I'm going to start off with a story. I have two stories to tell you. This story is arguably the beginning of this story. Uh, the beginning of this cryptid, the beginning of this being, oh. whatever you want to say. Now, there's arguments behind that, behind behind where this is coming from, but uh, or or behind this story being the original one. But here we go. I'm going. I'm going to read this story. And again, there's a little bit of dramatization that goes into this, but I just kind of want to get the idea across to the listeners to make sure that you understand that this is a story that people have been hearing for a long time, and this is kind of how they hear it and how how it's how it's believed, how it's been presented to them. So here we go. In a sleepy town in Texas, nestled in the picturesque countryside, life was slow-paced and tranquil. Mm. I, see, we're starting off already. When? Got... <laughs> when was life slow-paced and tranquil? 1996. <laughs> yeah, that's when life was slow-paced and tranquil. Lies immediately false. The locals enjoyed their peaceful existence, knowing each other by name and greeting one another with a friendly smile. Yet, unbeknownst to them, a chilling encounter in the summer of 1996, mm -hmm. which is when everything was tranquil and everybody was okay with each other, <laughs> sure. we were all listening to uh, Nirvana, um, wearing... Um, Grieving or something, yeah. <laughs> wearing uh, flannels mm -hmm. and just chilling out to some grunge music and tranquil and smiling and friendly, and we all knew each other. In this town too, huh? Anyway, <laughs> a chilling encounter in the summer of 1996 would soon leave a dark shadow over their idyllic community. Dave was one of the well-known and upstand upstanding members of this community, and on one warm summer evening, he made his way to a company's office to pay his bill. Now, the company was a uh, broadband internet company, okay? Broadband was a big big thing back then, just coming out. Everybody's, I don't know why this is such a big part of the story, but for some reason, they really want you to know like the name of the company he was at. I think it's just for, for attestation, not attestation, um, for um, confirmation. Like he was at this office that was in this town and you can Google, you can Google map this and, and it's, it's still a real there. Place. It's a real place. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> the way it was written was very strange and I apologize for that. Um, so this guy goes to the office of this company to pay his bill. Uh, the sun had dipped below the horizon, and the only source of light came from the movie theater's marquee across the street. So across the street is a movie theater. As Dave filled out his check, using the marquee's glow to guide his pen, he didn't hear the two young boys approaching his car. It wasn't until they knocked on his driver's side window that he noticed their presence. They appeared between 9 and 12 years old, dressed in hooded pullovers, with one being curly-headed, olive-skinned, while the other was pale, red-headed, and freckled. Mm, very See? specific. We were all wearing hooded uh, Hood, hoodies yeah. or flannels. Mm -hmm. it, was just, it was the 90s. It's just what we did. Dave cracked the window, expecting them to ask for money, but was suddenly overcome with a sense of terror that he couldn't explain. The curly-haired boy, who seemed to be the spokesman of the duo, asked for a ride to their mother's house, claiming that they had left their money there and they wanted to catch the latest showing of Mortal Kombat at the theater. <laughs> it's very specific. There's nothing scary about this. <laughs> the guy had a sense of dread. That's not scary. Okay. He... Well, yeah, we'll talk. We can talk more about that. Okay. That All right, sense yeah. of dread people report after something creepy happened. Uh, let's see. So Mortal Kombat, that's right. Uh, as they spoke, Dave couldn't shake an intense fear that started to grip him. 
He glanced at the marquee and the digital clock in his car, realizing that the movie had already started and there wouldn't be enough time to drive the boys anywhere. <laughs> this is very spooky. They're going to miss the beginning of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you got to watch the beginning. That's when Raiden shows up. Uh-huh. Okay. You got. Okay. I'm very nervous for them. And it's like if they miss this, there will be a gap in their cultural knowledge. That's right. And they will be, they will just be shunned at school. <laughs> they will. This guy doesn't want to. Okay. Anyway, so. The spokesman, and I'm putting that in quotes, by the way, because this is how this guy refers to him from now on. The spokesman reassured him that they were just kids. It wouldn't take long, and they, quote, didn't even have a gun. They're British now. They're they're from Texas. (laughs) Didn't even have a gun. The mention of a gun was unsettling, and Dave couldn't help but notice his hand inching towards the car door's lock, almost uncontrollably. So he's like reaching towards the lock of the car. Like he's going to unlock the door and he doesn't know why. Mm-hmm. Right. It was then that he looked back at the boys and saw their eyes had turned completely black, resembling soulless voids. The fear inside him intensified, threatening to consume him whole. Despite the terror coursing through him, Dave managed to keep his composure, apologizing to the boys and making excuses to leave as quickly as possible. As he shifted the car into reverse and started rolling up the windows, the spokesman's voice, tinged with anger, rang out. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. Oh, that's very familiar. Yeah, right? Let the right... Yeah, it's a vampire thing. It's a vampire thing, absolutely, yeah. Which predates 1996, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Dave sped out of the parking lot, not daring to look back. When he finally mustered the courage to glance at his rearview mirror, the boys were gone without a trace. And that's the end of the story. That is the first known recorded instance, arguably, of the Black Eyed Children, 1996. Yeah, okay. So, can I ask some questions? Yeah, I do just want to say... No, I do have another story, and we can totally talk about this story, but I do want to say that this was published originally um, in a newspaper by an investigatory reporter, uh, investigative reporter, um, who who actually went and talked to Dave in this small town Uh and got the story from him. Dave, to this day, has not changed the story. Word for word, believes it 100% happened. Okay. I do want. To, I just want to put that out okay. there. I understand. So there's really not a lot of news coming out of this town. If this was something the reporter was like, yeah, I'll write a story on that. I think the reporter <laughs> actually came from like Colorado. Like I think he drove down to Texas to go talk. To, like the original story was in the paper, probably right. Yeah, because it's the slow, well, slow news, yeah. right? That's always the part I want to know. Like what? What did Dave do next, and how did he get this in the paper? And, I think he probably went and reported it to the police, and they were like, uh-huh, you're crazy. And yeah. then, you know, a newspaper picked it up on a scanner. 1996, there, you know, there was internet, but not really. Like, okay. the guy was paying his internet bill, but, you know, it's probably for, like, AOL dial-up or something. Yeah. Which, for those of you out there who don't know, <laughs> AOL, AOL dial-up was something that we used to have to do. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So he, okay, so he gets his story in the newspaper, and then some other journalist is like, this is a story I want to know about from states away. And I think his editor, and I kind of read a little bit on, on the, the guy who wrote it, because he phrases the story in like the context of him going down to interview this person about the story. Okay. So like, it's a very interesting article to read. Okay. And I'll put, I'll make sure I'll, I'll put the links to these, these articles uh, so that the listeners can, can read them if they want. Uh, this one's on web archive. It's so old that, yeah. you know, it's it's on the way back machine. But I got to tell you, I'm not anymore that compelled when someone says this person's story hasn't changed at all. And okay. I'll tell you a little more about yeah, yeah, yeah. the memory research that Please has do. influenced that. Um, but uh, maybe tell. So, okay. That, so uh, story number one about the children with black eyes. Not yeah. super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, like, what was the creepiest part? The fact that he perceived them to have black eyes or that they he had a creepy feeling? Because if I, they didn't have black, if he didn't see the black eyeballs, it would just be a thing that happened to a person. Right. So set it up. <laughs> or low, kids low ran light, away fast. Right. Low light situation. Yeah, yeah. They literally right. said he was, like, trying to look through it's the window and dark. use the, yeah, <laughs> use the marquee. Yeah. So, like, who? how did he know that their eyes were, were dark? Like, that. that's a good point. Um <laughs> I think for yeah. me, when 
you know, if a child was alone in a parking lot or two children were alone in a parking lot and they were like, help us, you know, did he guess? And I'd be like, oh, my goodness, where are your parents? And they like were all of a sudden like, we can't come in unless you invite us. I'd be like, ah, there's something like that's weird to me. That's the creepy part. That that is why that phrasing is super creepy. Yeah. And then the part where they were like, we don't even have a gun. (laughs) What does that have to do with Texas? Like contextually, like that doesn't surprise me that much no in the no 90s. you're right yeah. like there was you know like t- especially did he estimate their ages uh two young boys blah, blah blah nine and twelve okay how old is he dave uh i think he's in his 20s at this point he's in his 20s okay and does he have kids uh i'm guessing not because i think dudes in their 20s people in our in our i say our 20s i'm far from my 20s but people who <laughs> when we're in our 20s with no kids no, don't always do the best at estimating kids' ages. Okay. <laughs> well, what does this have to do with anything? Because like... I think they might have been teenagers. Okay. And acting like teenagers might have acted at that time and place. A little bit sketch. They might have been, I don't know, smoking pot. Like. Yeah, 90s, huge goth era. Yeah, they yeah. had eyeshadow God, on. No, That's nerd, why... I'm, you know. <laughs> Know, just just teenagers in the 90s, like, trying to get money or, like, and then maybe, maybe they were trying to scam him. Maybe they were trying to pull something on him and they run away. I don't know. Okay. I mean, that's that's just what I'm thinking about that first story. I, I think from evolutionary, contextual, behavioral, all the factors that might in the moment make something a th- perceived as a threat to our brain. Um, and kids are kids can be that and it's really surprising is paradoxically like why would kids be the scary thing and and talk about that (laughs) okay well okay so this next story is a good one then uh and kind of uh edges into that also it's a little bit more contemporary here we go teenagers kylie and ben had been counting down the days until the summer of 2021 eagerly anticipating the end of lockdown and the chance to spend time together again. Lockdown, of course, being the pandemic. <laughs> Not, they weren't like in a, they weren't like locked up or anything like that. <laughs> the coronavirus pandemic had kept them apart for months, but they were determined to make the most of their newfound freedom. So they decided to take a chance and steal away for a night of camping in the Birches Valley Forest that was near the town they lived in in the UK. It was a beautiful night with a full moon casting an ethereal glow over the trees. Kylie and Ben set up their tent in a secluded spot and settled down for the night, relishing the chance to be together at last. But as the night wore on, things began to take a sinister turn. Kylie and Ben heard strange noises outside their tent, like something was moving around in the darkness. At first, they assumed it was just a deer or some other woodland creature. But as the noises grew louder and more persistent, they began to feel uneasy. Then, they heard the sound of a child giggling, and they knew something was very wrong. They unzipped the tent to take a peek, and that's when they saw it. A small child with black eyes running from tree to tree, hiding and peering out at them. Kylie and Ben were frozen with fear as they watched the child move in ways that no human could, seeming to teleport from place to place. They knew that they were in the presence of something supernatural, and they were terrified. Eventually, the child stepped out into the clearing in front of them, and they got a better look at it. It was small and skinny, with pale skin and black eyes that seemed to bore into their souls. Souls seemed to be, like, pretty, like the last story mentioned, like, soulless and soul. Mm. Because eyes. eyes are the windows to the, to the house. house. Yeah. Yeah. It giggled and laughed, a sound that seemed to come from all around them, making them feel disoriented and scared. Then, just as suddenly as it appeared, the child vanished, leaving Kylie and Ben alone in the forest. They huddled together in their tent, waiting for the sun to rise, feeling like they were being watched from every angle. When they emerged at dawn, they found strange stone formations and stick sculptures around their tent evidence of some kind of ritual or supernatural activity <laughs> or, or a goddamn squirrel like sorry whenever i say whenever i hear hey, that like you're supposed to be convincing me. no no no, no. I'm, just, I'm not no i'm not trying to convince <laughs> no, anybody i'm no, just no. reading the story <laughs> so they packed up their things and headed back to ben's car as they walked kylie saw the child again peering at her from behind a tree 
She screamed, and Ben shouted at them to leave him alone and ran as fast as he could towards the car. Even as they drove away, Kylie and Ben knew that they would never forget their encounter with the black-eyed child in the Birch's Valley Forest. They had seen something that they couldn't explain, something that defied all rational explanation, and they knew that they would never be the same again. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's, that's a creepier one. Where's Birch's Valley Forest? It's in the UK. <laughs> right near the town that they were from. Yeah, I'm. Not, I'm trying not to like dox anybody here. Like, no, I know. I well, well I have to. It's have, in the report. It's, I don't it's need in the their like, name and their address. This I, was published as well by yeah. like the Sun or like some tabloid. I think that so much of what we, you when you said, "Oh, this is a phenomenon that's identified all around the world," that is definitely something that helps it to become more typical, right? And at the same time, it also helps it to become more possibly biological in nature like so a perception that people have regardless of culture so okay so when i so if like like so far, dark like dark-eyed children are just scary everywhere they if it happens ev- everywhere in the world then it's like okay there's no cultural belief around it like it's right. like you can find it in every society in every context then okay so it's not a culturally based phenomenon then it's more of a human nature kind of level thing and human nature level stuff it you you sort of look at motivation and what our natural human drives and what uh and also what stresses us and what happens in our brain and our perception and so you you look at things like biology as well as psychology like motivation and and personality and stuff but like those are much harder to find Broadly, we're going to talk about personality with some of this, but not in this story so far. I'm just hearing like the UK and Texas. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> so those, those are pretty different. They're pretty different, but they're still Western and um, Northern Hemisphere. And like, okay. so well, real quick, that's why I ask: Are these? Oh. And you said it's like r- rural UK, or is oh, it I mean, they were town? out in the middle of the woods. They were in the woods, sure. but they were kind of like camping. Yeah, they went camping. I guess they snuck out. Like the, I think the the subtext was they snuck out. They were probably they probably were doing something they should have been doing. Oh, oh, they they were breaking. Oh, they were breaking um, uh, curfew or pandemic, uh, whatever. To go out. Yeah, which is funny because like camping isn't gonna spread anyway. Maybe they just got caught by the cops and they were like, oh, there were black eyed children everywhere. That's uh, that's what (laughs) happened. Yeah, you gotta think about like what what's actually happening with the people that are telling these stories, but. We don't often ask that. We ask. We we just go right to what's the thing they said happened. Oh my god, I heard that before. Well, I think at the beginning though, like they were like, "This is a child." Are these were two teenagers who mm-hmm. were breaking, you know, probably doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. So like they're kind of like, okay, like we're gonna preface this story and make sure that people know that like, all right, these kids are out in the middle of the forest doing something they shouldn't have been doing, and they saw black eyed children. Yeah, know? but that's also like a trope at the beginning of ever you know so many horror movies but this like, i mean kids on the hill reportedly you know, this happened hill. right yeah right right um real quick so let me just read this description Please, real quick this no, is just no, no kind rush. of what we put together here rushes. i don't i hope no one is <laughs> the black-eyed children phenomena refers to encounters with entities that resemble children or teenagers but with completely black eyes that have been reported by numerous individuals around the world These reports typically describe the entities as appearing suddenly, often late at night or in isolated areas, and exhibiting behavior that ranges from simply standing and staring to making demands or attempting to gain entry into people's homes or vehicles. While the origins and nature of these entities remains unclear, there have been many documented cases of encounters with black-eyed children. One of the earliest came from a man, not going to say his name, who claimed to have an encounter with two black-eyed children in the parking lot of a movie theater in Texas in 1996. Since then, which is why I say that this is kind of like, as, as far as I can find, this is the first, that was the first encounter. Uh, since then, reports of similar encounters have surfaced from around the world, with some individuals claiming to have encountered the entities in the UK, Australia, and in other countries. <laughs> See, that's... UK, Australia, <laughs> and other countries. Like, what other countries? Yeah. I guess I'm the researcher, I should have known. Despite the numerous reports of encounters with black-eyed children, there has been little scientific investigation into the phenomena. Little scientific investigation, right? That's... Well, how, well okay, we could design... How do you design a study of that? That's, that's... Are there black-eyed children? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my question. question. <laughs> uh, anyway. 
Some skeptics have suggested that the reports may be the result of hoaxes or of misidentification of ordinary individuals, while others have pointed to the possibility of psychological or cultural factors at play. I didn't find any of those other ideas uh, or, or possibilities, which is why we're sitting here talking about right. it. However, many individuals who have had encounters with the black-eyed children insist that their experiences were genuine and deeply unsettling. As one witness described a report to the National Paranormal Society, I felt like they were trying to look into my soul with their eyes. There was something very wrong about them. In recent years, the black-eyed children phenomena has gained increasing attention from paranormal researchers and enthusiasts, with numerous books and documentaries exploring the phenomena. However, the true nature and origin of these entities remains shrouded in mystery, leaving many unanswered questions. Hmm. No video, okay. no evidence, huh? Well, I actually do have some. Not as um, yeah, actually, skeptical here. that these people saw, some, like, interacted with someone, as I am that they had black eyeballs. Right. Like, that, that seems to be the thing that is the most disturbing to the people that see them but it's that like w that's just perhaps a after the fact like oh yeah their eyes look really did, did look really scary like their eyes did look really dark and like if you're in, at night interacting with another person our pupils get really dilated and we're far away people's eyes might appear dark i i, I think <laughs> okay i do have some pictures for you i forgot i do okay. have some pictures to show I, you. I just don't think that that's the creepiest part i think interacting with a child in the middle of the night or having a child come and, and kind of har like harass your tent that's really creepy yeah and you would be disturbed by that kid but er ultimately is there anything paranormal about a child appearing at night no no it's not great it's not ideal it's not safe for them <laughs> but it's not paranormal where are the your parents <laughs> Yeah. The only paranormal thing is the eyeballs, and I just, like, we're not... And I keep saying eyeballs because, it's the like you said, they don't have any whites, apparently. Right. Right, because the appearance of a black eye would be, like, well, it's nighttime, and their pupils are really dilated, but black eyeballs, okay. So this first uh, photographic evidence, quote-unquote, uh -huh. comes from Reddit, because that is the number one source for all things paranormal. That's what I hear. This is posted by Milkweed Bro nine months ago. And he says... That's his name, right? Of course. <laughs> the black-eyed children exist. I was one. This is an unedited film of me circa 1990. No, my parents didn't put lenses on a baby. Here he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I'm seeing here <laughs> is a, a Santa Claus... Christmas. <laughs> Santa Claus Christmas picture of a what looks to be maybe nine month old on the lap of Santa Claus. It was definitely and a baby it's, yeah, with it's really brown just eyes. It has really big dark <laughs> eyes. It doesn't look happy to be sitting on Santa Claus's lap but it does, doesn't look to be what they call soulless. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so this is one of the most popular ones I've found and I I don't even know what to uh, here, just take a look. That is apparently a, a document, first documentation, a really, really great picture. That looks like a rock with a blanket over yeah, it. Yeah, it really I does. Don't, I don't. Maybe it's a person. I don't like, even I guess see you can a see, person, like, let alone black eyes. Like you can kind of see there's his, hers, his or her arm. That's her hair. Sure, this is like one of those perception tests. Um, <laughs> in psychology, anybody seen the like spotted dog thing where like, yeah, it's just a bunch of really grainy imaging spots and maybe you're supposed to see something in there. So this is where I can kind of come in and help a little bit. When we talk about any kind of digital photography, mm -hmm. um, first of all, photographs and video are literally an optical illusion. Yes. Like they are literally faking our brains into thinking we're seeing movement. And that's so, not anyone's intention. The no, intention no, no. To use our optical, our, our I, I powers think... of perception to create something that looks real. I think the intention originally was, yeah, to uh, to make money for Hollywood. I, I think they're, they're they were to make stories up. Now, of course, we see documentaries oh, and I see mean, like important things. Daguerreotypes, family, totally, absolutely. Pictures of their family. But my point being is that these are already tricks of the brain. So starting from that and now moving forward into the digital age, where 
we have things like compression, which for those of you who don't know, compression is basically just the ability to make a file that's really large, smaller. Cameras use it. Uh, you talk about we talk about JPEGs and GIFs on a daily basis. They're kind of household terms now, but it's a file format. But there's there's different types of compressions that kind of go into that. Now, with that being said, what a compression algorithm might do is let's say that there's a lot of black in a picture. It will take that information and say, okay, from this pixel to this pixel, there's a bunch of black. So don't worry about just saying black, 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 black. Just say black times 20, right? And so that's kind of how compression works. So you can kind of see how things can get lost in translation, especially with compression. So when you see a pixelated photo, you see uh, weird eyes or, or weird shapes in, in photographs, it's usually because of compression error. That's just something that happens when, when it comes down to it. I would also add that there is a psychology behind wanting to see images in the abstract. It's an entire field of art, abstract impression, where the idea being that you get an impression of something by the more abstract that it's created, you cr you fill in the gaps. It's gestalt. It's, it's what we do. Our brains do. And our brains tend to see faces, tend to see people because we're social beings. That's going to be the main theme is that we want to see, we want to see and perceive people in other stimuli. Yeah. Pareidolia. Pareidolia. Sure. Pareidolia. You're good with the big words. That's right. I don't even know if I said that right. So who knows if I'm good with the big either. words. I don't, the yeah. guy who saw Jesus and bacon. It was recent. Yeah. If you look at it, it does look like <laughs> Jesus. I will give him that. Like, I'm like that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, yeah. And we, well, let's maybe. Yeah. Well, religious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to put a, a pin in that for now. Yeah, we'll come back to it. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay, uh, here's another photograph. Uh, this is from the Huffington Post. <laughs> this is super old. Oh, are these children dead? No, I don't think so. Okay. So I know you're talking about yeah. the Victorian era thing where it was like pose them and, and yeah. No, 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 no. no. Th these children are alive. Um, I, I'm pretty sure now. We don't. We don't. I yeah, don't know. So this image looks to be turn of this like 19th century, maybe 18th century. I don't think the photo images wouldn't go back that far, but yeah, it's a 19th century image. Yeah, and I, I would, another thing about this is that you needed really, really high light for yeah. those types of photographs to work. Not only that, you know, everybody's not smiling in older pictures. That's because if you think nobody could hold a smile for five minutes, which is about how long it took to expose the film to the light for it to work properly. Okay. So everybody's frowning in it. So it looks like everybody's like, you know, dead or unhappy or, or whatever. Uh, no, this is just like terrible lighting. If you look close enough and zoom in close enough, you can kind of see their eyes. I mean, you can kind of see the outline of like their eyeballs and stuff like that. Does Maybe this, not the you youngest think this one. This is there. terribly edited, like altered image. I don't think it's altered. I think it's just old. <laughs> I think it's, it's old, old and poorly developed. Poorly developed image. Maybe they were blinking a lot. Like, why do their eyes appear so black? Uh, I think it's just the lighting. Yeah, like they're and, probably and away from the sun. It's not their eyes. It's their entire eye socket. Yeah, their their eye sockets are yeah. like gone. But it, again, if you zoom in, you can see his eyes. I can see if you okay. get really close to it, you can see his eyes. Oh, see? I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just not bright enough. They just didn't have enough light. Okay, so it's just not a well lit. Right. Slow developing photo. Okay. And let's see if I got one more picture here. Yeah. So that's one too. And this is, of course, a tabloid, The Guardian. Um, but that's. Isn't that also what ha what I'm seeing here? Then is a very very um, overexposed image. You can't make out her nose at all, and very dark eyes. And it looks to me like a black and white image, like a I'm sorry, a night vision. And don't our eyes appear black in night vision? cameras no. or dark no they're like green green okay but like could yeah. that happen with a flash like an overexposed yeah flash? And, and actually if you look right here you can see the white of her eye right there a little you bit you can yeah yeah. she's yeah, just got really big some of yeah. the white of the she's eye. probably got brown eyes and yeah. then you know just the pupils are pupils are super dilated and it's a low quality image like that's another thing like so many of these things are like super low quality which is i don't know like that's not evidence. And, and, I, well, and also, why aren't there higher quality uh, images of these things nowadays? At this point, yeah. yeah we all can... have like 12 megapixel cameras in our pockets, which is better than a 35 millimeter. <laughs> Main message today, guys, go out there and make some better images. I, I'm so done. Like, <laughs> it, it makes me, children. nothing pisses me off more than to watch these paranormal videos on YouTube. And they're grainy as hell. They're potato yeah. quality. And I'm like, could you not splurge and get the 1080p like for $40? Like, what is wrong? It I, makes I, you think they... They make it look oh. worse in post. Oh, 100. Like, I, I think that yeah. they just go and buy, like, the crappiest mm. thing they can because they're just trying to make money or, you know, become well, famous they, or whatever it is they're trying to do. There's something unsettling about a grainy image. Yeah. 
Um, I do have one more story to tell you, but it's, it's actually more of a story about this story. So this next part comes from Fantastic Daily. What's that? Fantastic Daily was one of the biggest YouTube channels ever. It's no longer one of the biggest YouTube channels, and this is kind of the story of that and why. Wow. Um, first of all, in Fantastic Daily, uh, what he was doing was uh, trying to find these black-eyed children, but also uh, trying to kind of put in some pseudoscience into this as well. And so what he did is he actually captured, um, claimed to have captured uh, on, on a doorbell cam or on another camera, the black-eyed children asking to come into somebody else's house. And so uh, the first thing I'm going to play for you is audio of uh, that, that doorbell cam yeah, and, and, the, and the voices of the black-eyed children. So you heard somebody say hello, and then they go, can I come in? You heard that, right? And so that underlying, like, kind of staticky thing, that's the thing that he's talking about. He's like, he's like, okay, there's something else going on in this recording. Let me, let me try to figure this out. He runs an experiment where he plays this sound for five days and records outside of his door. And on day number five, this happens. That looks animated as shit. I think it's just terrible light. It looks like a stationary, like what I feel like I'm looking at is like a clip of, like you might take a slice of a computer animated person's face, like a, a segment of their face, and then just rotate it back yeah. and forth. Like, and it would be really easy to do in such black imaging, but it doesn't look like a person. And I just, certainly the funny part to me is their eyes look closed. If black, yeah. there's no black there. They don't no. have eyes. They're so, closed. <laughs> Okay, so this is a really interesting saga that I came across okay. while I was doing my investigation. Fantastic Daily no longer exists because this was 100% a hoax. Mm -hmm. However, he never told anybody it was a hoax. And so there's actually this whole documentary on... Because it was such a big phenomenon. There were so many... There was thousands and thousands of people who subscribed to this guy's channel. Mm -hmm. He got paranormal societies involved and he got... Uh, people who were like willing to come to his house and protect him and he kind of got this whole big following behind him and and if you listen to like my personal feeling on it is if you listen to this guy it's like he was trying to make money he had to come to jesus moment he eventually got doxxed because he finally came out and somebody found out who he was somebody who like knows science a little bit better than he does and like you know because he's trying to like do all this like weird spectrographic stuff with the audio and trying to like isolate it someone's like I don't think you're doing this right and like contacted him found out that you know that he was an actor mm -hmm. doxed him kind of accidentally but maybe not like it, yeah, it just kind of pissed off and he pissed off the entire internet they were all wow. mad at him he had to shut down his entire channel shut down everything I guess um, I wasn't a member of the internet then. Uh, yeah, this was... But he did some really interesting things where he was actually spreading fake news to the point of where he spread fake news so good that it would come back to him from his followership. And they'd be like, you need to check this out because this is more things about the black-eyed children. And it was all about black-eyed children. Mm -hmm. So it's this really interesting feedback loop he got into... In so it's his fault. 100% <laughs> his fault right. and I don't think that he necessarily he claims like hey I'm an actor this is clearly me you know this is clearly a drama you know this was a drama that I was doing with some friends and you know it was like free and you could tune in and you didn't have to pay for anything because it was YouTube at the time like, YouTube yeah. was free at the time you would just come and you would you would listen and you would watch and you know you'd be part of this and I guess the biggest problem was he really underestimated his audience. Uh, in, the, in the documentary I watched, and I'll put the I'll put the uh, the link in uh, in below. Uh, the guy who's who's doing the documentary was kind of like, uh, he's like, yeah, he I think he thought he was talking to a bunch of teenagers, and it turned out it was mostly like thirty to fifty year old people uh, who were who were like paranormal society members, like members members of the paranormal uh, believers club or whatever the hell it is, right? Mm -hmm. And so. He basically, like, messed with these people's emotions. They got mad. He got death threats. Uh, he had to move across the country. He had to change everything. Uh, and uh, to, to that point, I think, you know, he was he was a bit of a victim. But it was kind of caused yeah, by what he did. Yeah, it seems like today you can't fault anyone for spreading false 
content and spreading that. Like, right. it's not, I mean, you can fault them, but you, there wouldn't be like a manhunt about this. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. But so the reason why I bring this up is because I feel like this happens with so many paranormal tales. Yeah. Right. Or, or, or creepy pastas, which I think is what this really is. 1996, this guy started talking about it on the internet. The, the press showed up at his house and he had no choice but to continue. Otherwise, he might get docs like this guy, right? Yeah. But then you have these other people who take it. And, and if this guy didn't admit it or if this guy never got caught, would he ever have admitted it if he started making money off of it, right? So the reason I bring this up is because that's another part of paranormal stories I think we get a lot of, which is if you go on TikTok and you're trying to make a name for yourself or trying to post pictures of yourself dancing nobody cares but if all of a sudden a ghost shows up behind you you get a million views yes and that's such a really good point because it was something i was thinking about today that you would think in the information age there may be less interest in the parascientific the next to the scientific the things that we don't have objective evidence or um the tools yet to Examine, and that's a lot of what we're going to talk about. Is like I'm not, a, I'm a, I'm a skeptic to the extent that we don't have the tools to measure these things, mm-hmm. and that is what science is all about: is yeah. being able to measure and observe, and it's a method of observing. And if you can't observe something because you don't have the tools to do it, then it is outside of the observable. Science does not apply. So you would think that in the age where we can share so much that we can observe, that there would be a strong interest in the objectively observable but because the information is just is just about sharing as it's sharing data as much as it is sharing content creative content content that is made to look like objective data when in reality it's art being passed off as reality right and and there's there's even a it seems to be more and more of an interest in it because people and there are many reasons. It's not just because people can't tell the difference. I think people want to believe more, maybe right. than they used to. Totally. Yeah. And that's maybe totally understandable. Some of that. I want to believe. Yeah. I, you know, and I think even believing in something as maybe not nefarious, but spooky or yeah. scary as black-eyed children, these entities that, you know, Rome is, like, at least that gives you the sense of that there is something paranormal. There is something else out there. Yeah. But if it, you know. And I think that's where if you start toying around with people's emotions like that and making them think like, oh, my God, this guy's got this channel where he's documenting this this actual interaction happening. And you find out it's all you believe and you find out it's a hoax. You're going to be pissed off. But is it, doesn't that happen every day? I mean, aren't oh, there absolutely. television shows that yeah. we, that are we just waiting for those shows to be revealed to be produced and false? What television? All the the ghost hunter shows. I mean, oh, yeah. like these things are, are people watching them, believing that they are. Uh, will they feel betrayed? We'll do an episode on some ghost hunter shows. Okay. Don't worry. Because that's... Well, okay. So the, I appreciate you sharing this with me because it isn't... What we're talking about is multi-level. There are... There's... Is there evidence for black-eyed children? What... And not the evidence, but like what might be some of the other explanations? What might be some other explanations? And we talked about a few with those stories. It might be... Yeah, sure. Maybe they saw kids, but did they have black eyeballs? Probably not. What is the paranormal part? Think about seeing children at night. There isn't one. It's just sad and a little scary. And maybe it feels a little dangerous to see teenagers who may or may not be trying to steal your car or mess with your tent, you know? (laughs) So there's nothing paranormal about that. Um, Other explanations involved. But then there's the next question of why do people want to believe in this? Mm -hmm. And then the third question being, what do they do when they find out that it's a hoax? Right. And so what, apparently in the 90s, what they did was... Well, this wasn't the 90s. Retribution. Okay. Yeah, the, ni- the, uh, the the Fantastic Daily wasn't that long ago. Oh, that yeah. he this guy got revealed to yeah. be fake? Okay. Yeah, the guy who... Started... This isn't the same guy. Fantastic Daily is not the same guy okay. as the first person to, see, to, to report it. No, the guy no I know. Yeah. I know. But okay. this guy... Okay. Do we talk about why do people want to believe this? Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> or may, I, I think maybe some other explanations as to what this might be what it might be I, I guess you just said it though like yeah I it mean, might just be teenagers it might just be, it and might I be children teen- running I around and I, and I want to start out with our podcast not disparaging teenagers because we are in a mental health crisis for adolescents and they get enough shit as it is teenagers are wonderful people um and it could have been nine-year-olds i don't know in the 90s out on their out and about and ultimately those kids didn't do anything wrong they asked for a ride 
They didn't do anything. They didn't harass the guy. That child in the woods that sounded much smaller than a teenager that I feel like poor thing is living out there alone. Well, we don't know not that. Not doing so hot or out Like they, they might have been camping yeah. the next campsite. You I, know what you, I mean? You're and right. She went I out mean, there to go screw with these sure. other teenagers because yeah. she was trying to have fun. Yeah. That's a very plausible. See, there you go with a good yeah. explanation. I worry about children alone in the dark. Um, of course. <laughs> um, and I think that therein lies, for me, a lot of why might we want my why might we want to believe these stories, or or why might we want to believe in these scary children? And it isn't so much why would we want to believe in scary children. It's like why would our brain make children scary? Like you see a child in the woods or you see kids who want to ride and it's like they're, I had this creepy feeling of danger or they were harassing you. I mean, kids can do things yeah. that disturb us, but I think there's a piece where it's like, you so wouldn't want to believe that a child would be in danger or a child would misbehave at night like that, that there's, there must be something wrong with them where they're, they're not human. They're human like Hmm. This would, it's so disturbing the notion of vulnerable, alone children that we'd rather be like they weren't really children, especially also if we didn't take any responsibility for those kids. We are not evolutionarily programmed necessarily to take care of other people's kids. There's been an uh, unfortunate findings in research that ex- in experimental studies, people don't prefer other people's children over their own. Like they, they prefer their own children, obviously, but then we don't necessarily, will necessarily not take care of other people's children. When you're trying to be on your way, you do your own thing. But that doesn't feel so good with us. That doesn't sit so good that we wouldn't take care of a kid that's vulnerable. And so we might make up, we might then, it's called post-justification of effort. Why did I do that thing that necessarily I probably shouldn't have done or I wouldn't do if I'm thinking in my highest moral self or my most reasonable self? It was because that wasn't a human kid. There was something wrong with that kid. Would that make you like impose, like take away their eyes? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and and then and then our brain rifles through its file cabinet of explanations. Oh, their eyes, they, they did seem really dark. I've heard about these black-eyed children. This is so recent. Yeah, this is so which recent. is why it's great. Like, this is a yeah. great, yeah. It's so recent that it, that it might be when people think, well, that's not, then it's not embedded in our culture enough. Wouldn't they just say they had fangs, like, and it was a vampire? Well, right. that's too farcical. They didn't threaten you. They just looked creepy. What looks creepy are eyes. The, and the eyes are the thing you make eye contact with. That That is how you connect with another human being. So that is what you looked at when you saw that person. Yeah. You looked for their eyes. So I don't know. I think for me, it's it's a it's likely to be a, a, a trick your brain played on you to help you explain why you didn't help those kids. That's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> We're talking about kids that are vulnerable and alone in the dark and behaving yeah. in ways that creep us out. Even if we're scared by kids, we we're we know there's a part of us that perhaps morally or or for the sake of our community wants to take care of them. But again, studies show if they're not our kids, we might not even be as inclined as we think we would be to take care of mm. those kids to help out. It's not great. Yeah. But we do, we do in these studies, it looks like we take care of kids better than we do like adults or other strangers. So that's one kind of sad possible explanation for why we then later see them as human-like. Then the other piece is if we see, if say you saw their eyes fur, if they say they perceive something to be wrong with them first, like again, the fir- the thing that's wrong first though, is kids out at night alone. That is the baseline for your brain to already be like, something is wrong here. And to go into then what what's going on? There's something something creepy here. And I think you, I saw teenagers yeah. walking around our street a couple of weeks ago and it was like the daytime on like a Wednesday, it was like the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Why aren't these kids in school? And it was spring break. Yeah. But yeah, no, I yeah. <laughs> and then if you think I didn't it. think there was anything creepy about them or anything. I was just kinda like that. Maybe they're homeschooled or I don't know. And maybe that was like a theme starting in the nineties. I mean, there was so much about Gen X being like skipping school and being loafers and being lazy and being punks and being whatever. Like, not that that was brand new to that generation, but maybe there was a theme of like concern about truancy and being concerned about kids. Truant, truant. Yeah. Especially truancy. Okay. There was something else too. Um, why would we be afraid of children is the, the question that, why would we be afraid of black eyed children? Because even if, okay, even if say they have black eyeballs, like it's just a kid. Right. If anybody comes up to me and has black eyeballs, I'm going to I'm going to run. Yeah, well, why? And there's that they're human, but not human enough. 
like that fear okay. of, and it's that kind of uncanny valley thing yeah. like something that's just off explain explain the off. uncanny valley because i still kind of don't understand it <laughs> and i again i'm not i'm not an expert in the paranormal nor am i an expert in for all that is perception and cognition but um uh, certainly you're pretty close uh, i'm not a cognitive psychologist but um in in the clinical domain like in uh what makes us feel fear or what makes us feel stress or what we do in the face of stress and trauma that those are my domains but what i understand the uncanny valley to be is like this i don't even know where the term's history is maybe i'll do a episode we'll do an episode on it entirely mm. but it's just like that gap between so, like something looks like like a human but there's this space where you can tell it's not it's not fully so it may be a mask that's really really close but just off you know or um a person who's had a lot of plastic surgery or a lot of um oper- procedures and they're trying to uh heal or or trying to uh, gain an approximation and it's just off and and it's it's difficult for people who are human but there's an, a vision and expectation of their appearance it's not it's not kind um but there's a part of us that is disturbed by that false that that man-made part or that altered or that not human aspect and we 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 fear it sometimes in that's in not an irrational way you fear it in not a in rational? not a rational fear way because it's okay. just just because it doesn't look quote right or doesn't look doesn't convince us and and you as a tech person this would be like the what's that the turing test of like is a computer a person or not right like this is the just visual equivalent to that of i like, don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you do <laughs> is yeah. a computer a person or not <laughs> i've never what is that isn't the turing test like can i ai trick you into a can a computer trick you into believing that it's a person i think it already did chat gpt what did it do like oh it it tricked another human being into passing a captcha for it mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, it couldn't get past. <laughs> but, like, it somehow got, like, a human being to do Like, it called mm-hmm. up, like, a gopher or something like that and was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> please, think, please give me a pass this paywall. <laughs> and, and if you think when people, like, hear about ChatGPT right now or hear about AI, for decades now, the, the threat, quote, of AI has been like, oh, they're going to trick us. And it's this idea of being tricked. Oh, the deep fake thing. The deep fakes. The, yeah. like, being being tricked into believing something is human or something is real is deeply concerning to us on a, on a biological level of, like, is that dangerous for me or not? And I think this, the... This is a theoretical explanation from an evolutionary perspective is it's all about your your kin, your tribe. Who are you safe with? Who are you safe with? And if someone can can trick you into proximity and get close to you by making you believe they're part of your tribe or part of your group, or part of your kin. And that's potentially dangerous. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that ends this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah. But this, the sad part is to me that that's obviously become... Um, a a reason to justify othering people who don't look or act or appear or sound or present as we expect them to be like us and and ultimately what would be good is if we can overcome that expectation of the other being like us and, and embrace people so it sounds like the options that we now have are mm-hmm. either these are some kind of paranormal entity that uh, don't have eyes for some reason, or their eyes are black for some reason, or well, that's the, what they're called, right? The children with black eyes are paranormal children who have. <laughs> so either that, or um, there is something in our brains, evolutionarily or otherwise, or culturally or otherwise, that if we see something semi-off about some, or there's something semi-off about a situation, mm-hmm. we either write it into the history of our brains, or mm-hmm. at the time is written into our into our memory as such yeah yeah okay and i think i think it's really important to clarify if there's something off about the situation and what the situation might be is you saw a kid at night and it freaked you out so i think uh for everybody out there you're you have your options i don't know we're not necessarily gonna say Mm -hmm. i think (laughs) i think if you're listening to us you can tell which way we lean on this whole (laughs) thing but again this is just to show that there's another avenue here 
I can't tell you how many times I watch a, a paranormal uh, video or something, and, and it's like many people believe this to be, and it's like <laughs> many people where on YouTube mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people on YouTube of all types, mm-hmm. usually kids. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's it's a sheet, um, and then and those usually get downvoted, right? Like the people who are like that was a sheet, and it's like oh downvote, oh hater. Oh, that's good. That, that... haters haters gonna hate. Yeah. You know that kind of thing like happens, and it's. Uh, which is why this podcast will probably never take off. Uh, oh, because we're downvoting. Yeah. Things. Wah, wah, wah. But we're not. Um, honestly, I don't. I really don't think we are. I think what we're doing is just kind of presenting another side here um, uh, that that might again be more probable. We're not saying that anything else isn't possible. Yeah, and I what I hope to to share is just that aspect of common humanity in all of this that that aspect of us that wants to believe the aspect of us that wants to understand ourselves or wants to share in why these things might be perceived um just more gets at how quirky and and fallible our brains are and and that's it our brains are incredibly fallible yeah i think that answers the rest of the series (laughs) but they're they're but there is a lot of stuff out there. We, uh, yeah. There is a lot of stuff out there that's like people don't see it at the time and they go back and they look at their video and then there's something there, you know? Like well, there's a lot of really neat stuff like that that's yeah. kind of out there that we'll look into. Yeah, we will talk about other ways the brain is fallible. Right. But also, I'm really curious to ask you from the tech side, because you talk about how images are fallible, how how people can better be uh, critical of of what they're consuming and kind of spot some of those things and and have fun with it because you you still enjoy a good scary movie you still enjoy oh, yeah. uh, people who can make good images of these yes. of these of these you know paranormal tales and um and I want to hear talk about things like you know the ghost in the machine and and what's going on with technology and whether you have some thoughts on Oh, 100%. And we'll get it. We'll definitely do some Ghost in the Machine things. Mm-hmm. Um, I love paranormal tales that bleed into IT. I, I love I love those things. We'll definitely talk about those. Um, and there are some things that I've seen. There are some videos out there that I've seen that I'm like, I don't know. Like, maybe, oh, right? Okay. Like, there are I some. About that. Yeah, there yeah. are some neat things out there that, uh, again, people who are much smarter than me, uh, who can use After Effects maybe, or who can. Um, uh, who, who can do some FX uh, on 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 the spot, real time FX uh, within videos or pictures or whatever? I, I think that's amazing. I, I think some of it is an art form for sure. I, I just I am a little skeptical when when it's an art form, but they don't say it's an art form until after they've been doxxed or after they've been caught or after you know after they've had the the um uh, after they've been called out on what they're doing, and then yeah. they're like, "Whoa, it was all art." It's like, uh, okay. Well, yeah, and it can I, still be art, and you can tell people what you're doing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it doesn't I like have that to be. Too that distinction that art art makes you feel something and a lot of what this thing these are these are this is stimuli that makes us feel afraid or makes us feel that creepy feeling that we maybe want to feel and we're attracted to that and we can have an appreciation for that art yeah Um, but that's what horror movies are right they're they're kind of another art form that uh i've talked to you about this ad nauseum where it's you know i i believe that horror movies are just kind of like the art form the genre that a lot of things fall into when they don't really fit into anything else yeah um well, no, that's not quite true there there there's art there's yeah there's the paranormal there's also going there are going to be things that that we cannot that, that i can apply science to um psychological science and you can talk about technical science and and um all that stuff there will be th- things like that yeah, there are <laughs> science is a method it is not the answer to it it's it's not right. the way and there, there are things that we don't have tools to measure and that there, I have to. I have to suspend my disbelief a bit on some of those things. I'll be curious if we get to any of those things where I can't um, draw some possible questions. Right. No. I, I mean, there's. You know, to any situation, there's always going to be multiple possibilities. It, it's to me, it's always like I always draw the line at what the probability is. Right. Yeah. Like again, like is that a ghost who was whispering into the microphone, or was your equipment malfunctioning and yeah. you were possibly picking up a radio station? Like that. <laughs> there's some things that are like in this world that like it. And now I also admit that you know technology and science can't prove everything. There, you know, there's there's lots of things that um, that can't be proven or can't be uh, explained. I guess would be the better way to say that. Not proven uh, by either one of those methodologies. Um, 
But I will say that, you know, in, in this case, I don't think there's a lot of technological stuff that's going on other than the hoaxes that have happened and maybe the pictures and the photographs where people are like, I took this picture on my trail cam and here's what I saw. And there's like a little girl standing in the middle of the woods by herself. And it's like, uh, you didn't show me that. <laughs> no, because it wasn't I wasn't a black eyed child. Yeah, right. It was yeah. just a that's just a child yeah. in the middle of the woods with a deer. Think, this is what we're <laughs> no, coming down to. That's a little weird. Kids exist. Yeah. <laughs> Kids do exist. And so, yeah, there's not much for me to talk about on this uh, on this particular case. But, you know, as we move forward and onward, I'm, I'm sure that there will be more for us to talk about when it comes to technology. But in the meantime, like, I think that the psychological viewpoint is a lot of what we see with paranormal stuff, paranormal stories, especially when it comes to um, firsthand accounts, right? Yeah. This guy in Texas, he was terrified, right? Yeah. That doesn't make it any less real that it wasn't, you know, it might not have been black-eyed children. That doesn't make it less real to him. Like, he's still sticking with his guns, whether he's sticking with his guns because he doesn't want to get in trouble or he's sticking with his guns because it's actually what he saw, Yeah. you know, or what he believes he saw. Yeah. Um, same thing with this these teenagers, right? Yeah. So. Memory, memory we didn't get to next. But next yeah, another, we'll, we'll get, time. I think we'll get there. Yeah. We'll, go, we'll talk about memory another time. That's one of my favorites. We so. will talk about memory another time. Yeah. But for, for this episode, that's it. Thank you all for joining us. Yes. Uh, really great story. I will put the links to all of the uh, research that I did, uh, all of the all of the videos I showed, all the music, or I'm sorry, not music, all of the, uh, the audio I played, all the pictures I showed uh, to Anna. I will put those in the description. Uh, so feel free to do your own investigating and to let us know what you think. All right. Till next time. Till next time.